You're listening to Power Pearls Podcast, intuitive, purpose-driven yarn crafting to empower your knits and pearls. This episode is brought to you by Barocco Yarn and their Choose Your Own Adventure Cable Knit Along. Barocco is known for the range of specialty yarns imported from countries around the world, and they publish an extensive range of books and patterns. So let me share a little bit about this knit along because I am super excited to get started myself. So here's the rundown. The knit along happens in the Barocco Lovers Group on Ravelry, and the rules are pretty simple. All you need to do is make a Barocco sweater or cardigan pattern with cables made with any Barocco yarn. And all the fun begins October 1st through November 30th, so that you have ample time to work through your garment of choice. Then on October 3rd, join me for a live video on the Power Pearls Facebook page, where I will be sharing cable knitting tips to help keep you excited during the knit along. And I'll also be previewing the hot new fall winter yarns in the Barocco collection. So to learn more, visit powerpearlspodcast.com forward slash knit with Barocco, all one word. Again, that's powerpearlspodcast.com forward slash knit with Barocco. I hope you'll join me for this exciting adventure. Hey, Power Pearlers. I just want to share that this episode is brought to you by my very special free audio training workshop, The Secret Sauce. In this workshop, I show you how to tap into your zone of genius, get scrappy, and finally start your creative business. In this free audio training, I will show you how to cook your own secret sauce with my five-step recipe to help you uncover your not-so-obvious skills and talents. Because let's face it, sometimes we just can't see them, but the truth is they're there, kind of like your nose. It's so close that you don't even notice it. In this workshop, I will show you how I started my business, how I got scrappy and stopped functioning from a place of fear and urgency. So you can show up with joy, purpose, and excitement every day about building your passion, crafted, soul-driven business. So to learn more about this free audio training, visit caragotwarner.com forward slash secret sauce. Now, on to the episode. Well, hey there, and welcome to another episode. I'm really excited that you could join me today because I am going to share four steps for ways that you can create your very own making mantras. So you can connect the dots between creativity and the divine. Yes, I am going a little woo-woo today, but that's okay because I know you love it and I'm only taking your lead because 
you guys reach out and say, I love this stuff. It helps my creativity. It helps me really connect more to that deeper place. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to connect those dots between your creative life and the sacred life. So they kind of become one. And let me just back up a little bit before we get going. Well, actually, before I talk about why I wanted to talk about this and how it all started, I just want to let you know that I'm actually in my backyard. It's morning. It's early, starting to get to be early fall, but it's, there's a little breeze out here. It's just absolutely like a perfect morning, you know? I mean, I know nothing's perfect, but sometimes we do get glimpses of, of th- that little piece of perfection. And, um, and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to seize the moment and I'm going to re- record an episode outside. So you'll hear a little bit of background, which is really quite pleasant, you know, a little bit of the breeze, a little bit, a little bit of the birds, which you can probably he- still, you can hear right now. And I think that's quite a nice background. So we're going to dive in to this episode. So it all works. And um, by the way, this article, or this was an article This before I started talking, before I decided to talk about it here on the podcast. This was also an article that I wrote probably two or three years ago now, which is amazing. Two or three years ago from the time of this recording. Um, but you can check it out if you want. And this episode goes more deeper into turning it into like a practice, you know, kind of a step-by-step practice, if you will. But if you want to read my original article, you can find it by going to karagotwarner.com forward slash mantra of making. And it was on longevity.com, which is, I think, longevity media. Um, but I created this special link for you to easily get to that article. Okay, so let's get started. So this started with a random conversation with a fellow knitter, which turned into uh, a comparison of the uncanny similarities between seamless knitting in the round and actually a pair of prayer beads. So if you're a fan of knitting the round like I am, then you know that with a circular needle, you move one stitch from the left needle to the right. And in contrast with a rosary or prayer beads, also known as a mala in the Buddhist tradition, you move one bead at a time with the beads held in your left hand, flicking one bead at a time. So each time you move a bead, you recite a mantra or a tiny prayer or affirmation. And as makers, we know there is a special connection between our passion for craft and the divine. But what if we were to dive below the surface to uncover even deeper benefits? Okay, so I know it's a no-brainer. You know, we we love we know that yarn crafting with hooks or needles makes us feel calmer and more able to handle what life throws at us. I know it helps me tremendously. And now there's scientific proof, okay? So this is illustrated in Yarn Craft, I'm sorry, the Craft Yarn Council's Changing Global Health One Stitch at a Time video. So if you haven't had a chance to see that, you should totally check it out. Because they what they did in this video was that they interviewed mental health experts and physicians. So yes, by the way, you can stress stitch. You can stitch stress away, which is pretty cool. 
So check that out if you haven't already. And you can get you can get to it by going to craftyarncouncil.org. Okay, so circling back. So what if we could take this stuff that feels really good to us, that we already know feels awesome and amazing? How could we use this as fuel to create a practice around it? How could we go further? What if we could use these warm and fuzzy feelings of stitching, scribbling, and splashing of paint as fuel for a contemplative practice? So let's take a look at five feel-good ways to move the needle and increase our peace at the same time. Okay, so we're going to go through these steps. So there are, let's see how many, I have four steps for you today, okay? So here's step one, manifest making through mindfulness. Okay, so we know it's so easy to binge on knitting and Netflix together for hours on end. Okay, I can tell you that for hours on end, I've done this. What could be better than movies on autoplay on a Saturday afternoon? Don't get me wrong though. You know, binge knitting is one of my favorite activities, but why squander all this prime time making on ordinary activities when we can also use it to actually train our mind? So as we sit with our knitting, we can connect to the simplicity of the yarn gliding through our fingers. We can also be present and connected with how each stitch moves from the left to the right needle. And while we're doing this, we can also create our own words or slogans, also known as affirmations. And we can repeat these with every stitch, right? And even close our eyes. We can let them linger as we stitch, we sit, and we breathe into the moment which leads to the next step in the process. Now, as you can see, these are really simple. And if you're sitting in this sacred space with your knitting, you can do you can do what comes natural. These are suggestions, but it's a way to make you really stop to think about how to actually turn your act, your passion for yarn crafting, for knitting, for whatever kind of craft, if you guys are listening, you know, and you do lots of other types of making, this is a way to to take it into that, you know, that more visceral place. Okay, so let's dive into step two. Step two is to breathe in, breathe out, and let go. So as a student of Dharma, the subject of mindfulness fascinates and at times eludes me. So if you've ever sat in meditation, you know this scenario really, really well. You close your eyes and you focus on your inhale, then then your exhale, then inhale, and then exhale. Uh, And then you think, oh, when should I pick up the dry cleaning? Has that ever happened? (laughs) And it's okay because random things happen. Totally random thoughts are normal. And so it's okay to let those crazy thoughts in. And what you can do is just acknowledge them and then, let, and then let them go. You can't stop your thoughts, by the way. So don't try. Just, just let them come. Just keep this, just allow them because they are like ocean waves, which means they're never going to stop, you guys. They're never going to stop. Um, and we get discouraged because we try to stop our mind from racing and moving from thought to thought. So we can get discouraged and that can sometimes make us give up on actually 
just sitting and trying to meditate, even for just a little, a little while. Maybe you give up because you consider yourself a failure and that you'll never get this meditation thing right. Or worse, you get bored and you give up. So here's the encouraging news. You are noticing something called your monkey mind. And by the way, this is progress. It means that you are in fact practicing mindfulness because you realize that you you have many thoughts in your mind. It's almost like you're watching a movie. Like when you actually begin to see it that way, like you are watching your mind, like it's a movie, like it's a real, you know, like a real, like meaning a real, like a movie real. That's when you're making progress. So trust me on this. And there are a few different schools of thought when it comes to a mindful meditation. Okay, so with simple breathing, we start with just some simple, you can do some just black and white in, inhale, exhale. But a way to take this a little bit further and, and make your mind do something, you know, so that you can focus is with a simple breathing you know, where you, like I said, for, well, first I said you, you can use a simple breathing method where you focus on your breath and you can actually count. So in, you know, when you breathe in, it's, it's one. And when you breathe out, it's two and so on and so forth. Now, this is a good practice at the beginning of a practice, but there is also another form of meditation called analytical meditation, which actually gives your mind a job. <laughs> so let me explain. So the goal with analytical meditation is that you first contemplate on something and you generate a particular thought. Okay. And then you hold the thought or the feeling also called the object of meditation. And then you hold it for the remainder of the meditation. So let me explain this. Let me illustrate this further. This is the way that it really works for me. And I'm going to describe a meditation. This is probably one of the the simplest ones that you can apply to this because it's really easy to generate because we, because it, because we all, um, experience this. Okay. And it's, uh, it's meditating on great compassion. Okay. And so the way that you start is you contemplate, right? So like I said before, you first, you contemplate and you, on your thought, a particular thought, that's what we're going to do now. And maybe you can even do this with me. And you think of, you know, this mind of great compassion. And you think in the way that you generate it is you think of someone that you feel really close to, someone that you love. It could be a child, a pet, a significant other, a parent. It could be any anyone, any living being. And you hold this and you think about that person and how you want them to be happy. And you don't want to see them sad. So I think of my son and how I want to protect him. And I want to see him happy. And in my mind's eye, I imagine him playing and frolicking. And and then I also think about what it's like when he's not happy and how I just want him to not experience that. And so this generates this feeling of compassion and then we generate this feeling, right? So then at that point, the particular thought stops being um, sort of in your head, if that makes sense. 
but then it goes to your heart and it hits your heart, right? And then you hold this feeling. So it's a feeling that we're holding at this point. And you hold it. Now, sometimes you can only do this for a minute, just by the way, in the beginning. That's okay. If you can hold it for a minute, bravo. (laughs) So if you can hold this feeling, this feeling becomes the object that I mentioned before, the object of meditation. And then what we do is we hold it. We can just hold it here just just to keep this feeling going, the feeling as it is for the rest of the meditation. Or if it feels like you can go a step further, what we want to do next is think of all living beings. And that might seem like a stretch because you're like, wow, I'm just trying to think of like the people in my general circle and I have a tough time, you know, generating compassion even for myself because we're so hard on ourselves. I mean, you can even generate compassion for yourself and use the same method thinking about how you don't want to be unhappy. You know, you can even think of yourself as the little child that you once you once were and how happy you were and think of a happy moment. And then maybe think of, you know, other times that weren't as happy, you know, so that you can generate that, that mind of compassion. <clears throat> but then we take this a step further. If we, if you, if you, if it feels right, if it feels good to you, and then you can think of others and open your circle to maybe all living beings is a little bit heavy. Maybe you hope you open it up to more people in your life and you imagine that they're with you and that all your good vibes, all this, all this good stuff, this good feeling, you're able to make them happy and that you want them to be happy. And that's it. And now let me tell you, if you get this right, even if it's for a few minutes, it's going to make you feel so good. (laughs) So good. And that's it. And then at the end, you can do a little sweet little um, dedication, you know, just sort of offering this up to like, wow, I did this. I offer this to all these people. You know, I offer it up to the higher power. And, And then you open your eyes and you're done. And even if it's a minute or five minutes or 10 minutes, but start small. Don't be, don't go, just don't be hard on yourself. If your mind races, totally fine. And it will get better over time. Okay, so let's move on to step number three. Create your own mantras, slogans, or affirmations. And I'm going to give you a mantra. This, these are just really blessed words and you can use them or, or make your own up. Um, but these are, these are words that are, they just feel good coming off the tongue or um, you don't even have to say them out loud, but even in your mind, they just feel really nice. And the mantra, and I'm going to tell you what each part of this mantra means. So the first part is Om, Ah, Hum. And as I said, this is a blessed and powerful phrase. It's in, um, and so let me just explain what Om stands for. And so this is Sanskrit. So Om stands for enlightened body. Ah refers to enlightened speech and whom refers to enlightened mind. And that's your enlightened body, your enlightened speech and your enlightened mind. And imagining that you have the ability to do this through this, this mantra and this phrase that you can say over and over again. 
And you can do this with your knitting. You can just knit a stitch, om, ah, home. Knit a stitch, om, ah, home, as you're knitting in your mind. And then take a break, close your eyes and stop and start again. You know, and, and it's great to do this with circular knitting, you know, circling back to what I said earlier, because it is a very meditative type of a, a knitting practice, right? It doesn't matter what your phrase is. The important thing is to find phrases, prayers, or slogans that resonate with your own personality and your spiritual outlook. They should move your mind so that eventually they hit your heart. You know, they really make you feel so good at your heart level. So that's the goal. Okay. And by the way, a mantra can be used during meditation and anytime you need a little check-in with the divine or when you're sitting in reflective contemplation while you partake in your craft. So there you go. Some little tools there. And then we have our last step, which is step number four, the mantra of making meditation. So we talked about the mantra and I talked a little bit about how you can use that in while you're knitting and then closing your eyes. But now we'll just talk a little bit about the meditation, the real, the real part of this, the meat of this conversation. <laughs> and this is how you can bring your craft into the circle of contemplation by using this four-step analytical meditation and mantra recitation. So now this is something that you can do. You can turn off the recording in between each of these steps. There's four. And and just enjoy this. And of course, come back again and again to this little, this little meditation. Okay. And so a good time to follow these steps is in the morning or any, or at any quiet time, you know, during the day, this can be, it should be a time that is free from distraction for you. And we all know when those times are. So don't try to do this when there's a lot of distraction in the family, or there's lots of things and activities, because you will not be able to concentrate on this. Okay. You won't get the benefit. And it's, it's all about that, right? It's, it's like, it's not, if it ever feels like a chore, then stop. You want to feel, and this, a friend said this, this might be something to attain in the future. In the beginning, it may not feel this way. So don't feel bad about it. But she's, she referred to meditation as it should feel like a bubble bath. It should feel like a bubble bath. And at some point it will, but in the beginning it may not. So please think of that because this is what you have to look forward to. Okay, so let's start. So here's a point where you can just, again, listen, listen all the way through, or just start following along right now and do a little meditation with me. And so we can find a place, if you have a place that you could sit right now and make sure you're, you're comfortable, your back is straight, Your hands are relaxed and in your lap. You hear the nice little birdies in the background, which is great. Hopefully we won't hear any cars drive by. So number one, step number one is to knit, craft, crochet, repeat from star. So I didn't say there was a star at the beginning of knit, 
So, so basically it's my way of saying partake in whatever craft feels good right now and just do this for the first few minutes. That's it. Just do this for the first few minutes in this sacred spot that you're in right now. Maybe it's on a rock outside. Maybe it's in, it's in the park. Um, maybe it's in a quiet room. Maybe it's in a little corner of your house. It doesn't matter. And then step two is to close your eyes and focus on this good feeling for another few minutes. And again, like I said, this is a good time in between to turn off the recording. So you can do that now if you wish. And then step three is to generate a mind of gratitude for having this gift of passion and all the thoughts that come to your mind. So this, this gratitude, this gratitude practice, it's huge. I mean, think about how you have freedom of choice freedom of will to knit, to crochet, to make things, to even move about, get up in the morning from your nice warm bed. So just generate this mind of gratitude for a few minutes. And now you can turn off the recording while you do so. And then step four, you can open your eyes and resume crafting while you recite your mantra. So I have meditations that I've created where you don't have to turn the, the recording on and off because that can be a little distracting, but this is a good little primer for you that you could use because after a while, if you do this, your mind will become familiar and you won't need the guidance. And that is actually the goal with any medita meditative practice is that the more you do something over and over again, the more your mind will become acquainted and you'll be able to memorize what you need to do. And it will just come natural. It, you won't even th need to think about it. So that's just sort of like that little, a little clue to the magic of a, a mindfulness practice is repetitive practices over and over and over and over. And so as they say in the yarn crafting world, repeat from star as you cultivate your practice you will witness the power of mindfulness at work in your everyday life. You'll see how your passion for craft conjoined with a contempl contemplative practice creates a heightened quality of life that is filled with contentment and peace of mind. So my friends, I hope that these four steps will help you to cultivate your very own mantra of making. So with that, I will leave you and I wish you a blessed day filled with the making of pretty, pretty things. Take care. If you're ready to create a holistically balanced life and business that converges creativity with mindful living, and you're not afraid of making money, working hard and have the drive to succeed, then sign up now for my free 30-minute business coaching discovery sessions by going to powerpearlspodcast.com forward slash free strategy session. And if you sign up now, you'll actually be entered to win a live on-air coaching with me. 
So make sure that you check that out because you could get featured on the podcast. And so when you sign up, you'll learn some basic strategies and we'll see if working together is a good fit. So let me help you structure a comprehensive program to pave your creative business path. Again, go to powerpearlspodcast.com forward slash free strategy session to sign up today. 